0: Ready to hear from an emerging voice in the area of adoption? Today, I'll be speaking with David Marshall about his new nonprofit organization, Journey to Josiah. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Let me welcome you to the Serenity Capsules podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Halcyon Francis. I'm a clinical social worker, and I operate a small mental health private practice right outside of Baltimore, Maryland. I love my job as a social worker and therapist. I enjoy talking about mental health and wellness, and most of all, I love connecting with people and learning about life. It is my joy to bring intriguing topics to this platform to assist all of us in getting what we need in this lifetime. So while listening to this podcast, I invite you to just be open, tune in, and receive. All right, so as mentioned... I'm sitting here speaking with David Marshall of Journey to Josiah. Hello, David.
1: Hello, Dr. Francis.
0: <laughs> so David and I have known each other for, I don't know, maybe seven years at this point?
1: Around there. Yeah. yeah.
0: We've met each other at the school system in Baltimore, Maryland. Today, we're going to talk about his new organization, which is called Journey to Josiah. So we'll Actually, we'll just open up and you can tell us what Journey to Josiah is, but then I want to go back and ask you what led you on the journey to starting your organization.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. So if you want, tell us about Journey to Josiah.
1: Journey to Josiah is, I would say it's a two-fold entity. It is first, well, it's a nonprofit organization that is centered to inspire and educate people on the world of adoption and foster care. As I am an adoptive dad myself, mm-hmm. um, as you know, Halcyon, I now have four-year-old little boy named Josiah. So that is why I named um, it Journey to Josiah. But I guess I should say that I have to give credit where credit is due. The name actually came from one of Josiah's godmothers, Lisa. Huh? Um, and that said, uh, Journey to Josiah, as I said, is it is to inspire and educate people on the world of adoption and foster care. Um, and with it, I have a talk show as well that is kind of the outward uh, showing of the organization that will have guests on who will tell their adoption stories. I will have adopted parents, adopted children, foster parents, Mm -hmm. foster children. Mm -hmm. I will have members from adoption agencies, foster care agencies, mental health workers yourself, um, Dr. Francis, (laughs) as she will be known on the show, Mm -hmm. is going to be one of the, well, the, not one of the, but the clinician on the show that will help many of our families as they are on their journeys through the adoption process Um, and some of our guests who may have been the adopted or foster children as they are kind of probably navigating some of their their past journeys mm-hmm. so that's a part of the, uh, the the organization I hope I answered the question I almost feel like I might have
0: no it's perfect no, that was perfect on in some other direction no, no no that's perfect and we'll go back look' it's all the information we need because it just leads up you know to what you're doing now and the purpose of what you're doing mm-hmm. now so let's go back what made you want to begin journey to Josiah? you have your adopted son you could have just said okay I have my my child I'm good to go we're good so what made you what led you on the journey to actually start this Well, as an
1: adoptive parent, you get a lot of questions about how did you do this? What was the process? Mm -hmm. Was it hard? What made you want to adopt? So many questions. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of them were the how questions. Because more often than not, and I was surprised about this, there are people who are very much interested in the adoption process. Absolutely there are very much a lot of people who are interested in the foster care process. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I did not go that route and I'll I'll talk about that. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. But with that being the case, that was one of the reasons that I felt led, one of the reasons Mm -hmm. I felt led Mm -hmm. to start uh, this process. And because I was so blessed to become a dad, It was one of my biggest dreams in life, Mm -hmm. because there are so many individuals out here, so many families that want to have children and are seeking so many avenues, and adoption is one of those avenues, I felt that it was probably my responsibility in a way to assist families in this way and...
0: help them with this process. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: helping them on this journey, this process. Absolutely. And I
0: think it helps to have someone who's done it before mm -hmm. and not just, you know, going to an agency, which is good. We know a lot of good adoption agencies, Mm -hmm. but speaking with someone who give them kind of like that one-on-one real deal and and relate to them in terms of like the waiting process. And developing developing
1: supports within Mm -hmm. my organization Mm -hmm. to help them Um, navigating that um, because there are so many support systems that I'm building while I'm building the organization Mm -hmm. and so there are supports for Mm prospective parents um, I'm hoping to have supports such as grants because it is such, if you're going the private adoption route Mm -hmm. that is, it's so exorbitantly expensive and people often ask that question why is it so expensive and I wish I knew
0: that answer
1: and I don't honestly know that answer.
0: Which me. can possibly turn some people away from, from getting a child yeah. if they want, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, those are all great reasons to have an organization and to have someone to, you know, come and, and speak with you about. Yes. Because I guess grants would be a great help to, to yes. assisting with the adopting kids. Yeah. Especially if this, like you said, is one of your dreams. Yes. So take us back a little bit more. hmm to the decision to start the adoption process. Mm -hmm. You said, you know, that's always been a goal of yours to do, to become a father. What really made you say, okay, now's the time. I'm going to start this process. I'm going to do this now.
1: So I think that there is somewhat of a misinterpretation that the urgency to have children or become a parent is just hidden within women. Mm -hmm. And it's not, within men. Mm -hmm. I always knew that I wanted to be a dad. And as a gay male, I always knew that it was going to be adoption for me. Mm -hmm. While there are other avenues, I always knew that I wanted to be an adopted parent. Mm -hmm. I lived in New York for some years. As you know, I'm an opera singer by profession. Mm -hmm. When I moved back here in 2013, I took time to settle my life. And in in 2013, 15 is when I started the process but that urge just got really 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 strong like it just was something on my inside that I couldn't it just it was it's almost very unexplainable but it was an internal urge mm-hmm. that I could not shake and it was at that point it was like I, I've got to do this right. and um and so I went to my first meeting at adoption together that's mm-hmm. the agency that I adopted Josiah through mm-hmm. here in, in Maryland and it was in January of 2015 to be exact and that's when the journey began but that's how I can best describe. It was just that internal urge that most of the time you hear more women talk about um, more vocally right but um, but men get it too
0: absolutely. That's, and that's what I had. Yes, I just don't think men are supported as being uh, um, as verbal
1: yeah. as
0: as women are about having those, you know, that cravings to have children. Yeah. So you touched on a very important point, and you're very transparent. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are a gay male. Mm-hmm. How was that? How did it impact your decision? Did you get any pushback on that? You know, from adoption agencies or even from family members or anyone else outside of yourself in reference to adopting a child?
1: I may have had one of the rarer stories of many people Mm -hmm. um, because I literally had no pushback. The agency I went with was one that was recommended through family friends. It was very interesting. There are so many people in my world Mm -hmm. who have adopted children.
0: Mine too. Mine too. And I think talking to you, Mm -hmm. I've realized that so many of my friends and people I know have adopted children children. and foster children into Mm -hmm. adoption
1: yeah yeah no no problem
0: okay
1: (laughs) yeah it's an exciting thing Uh Uh um and so with that they all adopted through this agency weirdly enough and they were not connected in any way Mm -hmm. that was the weird thing about it Mm -hmm. they were all adoptions together and so a lot of adoption does come through referral in terms of where you where you go Mm -hmm. and so that's how i chose adoptions together That that. That's the first part there. And when I went to that site, I noticed that there were all kinds of family structures represented. Nice. So I already knew that I was going to be a welcomed person nice. at that agency. Perfect. So for anyone who is looking and you, you may be gay or whatever mm-hmm. the scenario, whatever your family structure is, and you're looking at agencies, look at those websites. To make sure that you see your family structure represented, yes. because that way you will know that you are welcomed there. Great. If you don't see your family structure represented on those sites, I would caution you mm-hmm. in terms of going there right. because you probably won't be right. welcomed there.
0: Just like looking for a university to attend or Precisely. you know to where to put your child in school, you want to go to that website and see hmm. you able to capture their diversity. What's what are they showing here? Absolutely. Precisely. Great tip. Great um,
1: tip. So I knew that right off. And in terms of my friends and family, everybody, because they always knew I wanted to be a parent. And as many of my friends will say I helped them raise their children. Mm-hmm. So they were just elated. So I, I literally did not have any pushback at all. Good. And so I was very blessed in that regard. And I, and I know that, as I said before, it's a rare scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, Not everyone is is as blessed and as fortunate as I am to have had that story, Mm -hmm. but I think that's also another part of Journey to Josiah, because if you don't have that That support, um, then you will have it with us, because there is nobody in this world that wants to be a parent, that you will always hear me say this, mm-hmm. that should not be apparent. Mm-hmm. And so if you're looking for that place that's going to affirm, encourage, motivate...
0: The journey to is the place.
1: That's the place for you. Yeah. Because you should do it. And there is nobody in this world who should tell you, who has the authority to tell you that you can't be. Because When you have that burning on the inside, that means that you're supposed to be a parent. Absolutely. And I would venture to say that with whatever you want to do. Not even just parenthood, whatever your strong desire is in life, Mm -hmm. you have that burning on the inside to do it,
0: Mm -hmm. then that's what you're supposed to do. So why not foster care as opposed to going to adoption together?
1: So for me, I didn't have a lot of information on foster care. I did briefly have conversation about it. I'm going more into it now, but what I was getting was a lot of, well, the children may not be able to stay with you, okay. and I wanted to be a parent, and I did not. I was afraid that a child could be placed with me, and then
0: taken back,
1: then taken back, mm-hmm. and I knew that emotionally I could not handle that. Right. Um, I have since learned that there are or to adopt programs. So um but that is something that I I honestly did not know about when I was on my journey. Mm-hmm. Because I do know that there are so many children in need within the foster care system. Right. Um and it it wasn't that I I'm, I'm not this overly wealthy person who just had a whole lot of money I wanted to spend. Mm-hmm. I just was afraid and didn't have the, the knowledge. Got it. Um, I would love to adopt again. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely go through the foster to adopt um, to do that again. Great. That's why the first time I, I didn't.
0: So we talked about a lot of the great aspects of your journey. Were there any challenges that you think you might be able to share with someone else who might possibly be interested in doing this journey or might be in it now? Mm-hmm.
1: For me, the challenge was the waiting process. Mm-hmm. Um, that will play on you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I will say there was a moment, um, and, and you uh, you asked me about the, um, the, the adoption and, and sexuality piece. Uh-huh. And while I looked at the site and all of that, there was this moment where I did have this question in my mind. Mm-hmm. And thank God I had the uh, adoption together set up the way it is. I called to my social worker at Adoptions together, and I said, "I just need to. I need to come in. I have to talk with you." And mind you, at that point, I think I had been waiting maybe a year, okay. and um, and they tell you that it could take up to two years. It's so very transparent about this process. Oh, two years can feel spent, like an eternity. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so, I. Um, so I called and, and, and she said, absolutely. And I go in and I said, her name's Kobe. And I said, Kobe, have I not been placed because I'm gay? Mm. And she said, I'm going to stop you mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. She said, David, anyone who's done a placement with us, well, a, a, a birth um, how how do you say it at this point? Um, I, I think it is a pl- placement plan mm-hmm. with us. They already know the family structures. Here, uh, which is very true, because as I said earlier, you look at the website, you see what's represented. So mm-hmm. if anybody, any birth parent struggled with that potential, then they wouldn't have even done a birth plan. Right, right. right. Um, even though birth parents do have the option to mm-hmm. pick what they, wh- who they would want to parent their children. Right they still know that this agency, you know, what if they're looking and they just don't ever want that to be the case, mm-hmm. they wouldn't go with adoptions together. Mm-hmm. So she said that is not the case. Mm-hmm. That that that's just not it. She assured me that my child was on the way. That mm-hmm. my child just had not
0: arrived yet, but he was coming. But he was on the way. And the the beautiful part about this is that his parents actually chose you. They chose me. Yeah
1: both birth mom and birth dad, Mm -hmm. which was another remarkable thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time Mm -hmm. you don't have the father engaged in the process. Right, right, right. And remarkably, Josiah's birth father is who saw the profiles first Mm -hmm. and I was the first person he picked. Wow. And he didn't want to see any other profiles. And his birth mom saw profiles next, and I was the second profile she saw, and she didn't want to see any more profiles. Right. So it was meant to be. It was definitely meant to be. Mm-hmm. And Josiah, as as you know, mm-hmm. I already have my godson as Josiah, so okay. we have big Josiah, and so Bert, Josiah actually was the name he was given at birth. Mm-hmm. We have big Josiah, we had little Josiah, but that was the hard part was the the waiting. Was the waiting. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of documents and all of that, and some people can find that to be very tedious for me that that didn't bother me it just was a. It, I opened the portal and was like oh lord <laughs> but I can I can go through paperwork mm-hmm. that can be annoying to some people mm-hmm. but waiting for me what's the what's the oh, tough yeah. part for
0: you you also have a YouTube channel I do and this when you talked about your show yes and so you're now filming the show yes it was yeah. all taped, it's all tape, it's all tape. and
1: I have an announcement can I make an
0: announcement <laughs> yes you can you can make an announcement here yeah. yeah, Be the first time
1: and the show is going to air. exclusive. Okay. you're going to get exclusive <laughs> on the serenity Capsule. okay go ahead. yes the show will air on october 16th <laughs> at 7 p.m wait a
0: minute that's kind of sweet i'm not ready yet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should have done the exclusive yes <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's awesome though yes that's awesome so, so people want to see because i know you have like many clips On the intro. Yes. On YouTube, where Mm -hmm. can they find the YouTube channel? What's the
1: Journey to Josiah? Journey to
0: to Josiah. Okay. And also, if people want to reach you and you know ask you questions after hearing this podcast, how can they get in contact with you? The easiest
1: way, probably, is to if you subscribe to Journey to Josiah Mm -hmm. on YouTube. In the description, there is my email, um, my the the Facebook. Page to follow me mm-hmm. is is down there in the description as well as the Instagram page okay. is down there. Okay. Um, so you have
0: YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram all Journey to Josiah.
1: Everything is Journey to Josiah. So any
0: of those places they can actually find you. you yeah. To send you a message if mm-hmm. they have a question sure. or something. Sure. Um, and
1: if you'd like to, if you have an adoption story that you want to share.
0: Oh yes. Um yeah, And you, should and you definitely want reach to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Or if someone has any leads for some grants. Yes. In this, you know, in this area or anything or wants to even donate because I know you have a link also to donate as well.
1: And that's there in the description as well. Okay.
0: So all this stuff can be found on, all this information can be found on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add before we end this episode? We covered it all, Houston. Okay. Just thank you for having me. Hey, thank you for coming. So exciting! It's exciting. I'm very excited now about the 16th.
1: You will get an exclusive interview oh with goodness. Dr.
0: Francis. So mm-hmm. those of you who are wanting to see
1: Dr. <laughs> Francis, the, the the visionary behind the Serenity Capsules, <laughs> you will get to see her. Uh, as I said, she will be uh, on the show regularly, but she will be on. Um, so please tune in so you
0: can see Dr. Francis in person. Well, thank you for the plug. Yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> thank you for the plug. Yes. <laughs> not try to keep myself Not physical. Hidden. Yeah. Oh,
1: well sorry. You can't be no, hidden.
0: Apparently
1: not. You'll be on the show <laughs>
0: regularly. <Anyway. laughs> well, thank you so much, David, for coming. Thank I for appreciate it. You. I really do. And if you again, if you want to reach out to David, you can find him on YouTube through Journey to Josiah, Facebook or Instagram. Feel free to email him, um, message him. I'm sure he'll be happy to answer any questions that you have Absolutely. as he's building this lovely organization. So that is it for this episode of the Serenity Castles podcast. If you want to find me, uh, Dr. Francis, I can be reached on Instagram also at HF Associates LLC. And that is it for this episode. Thank you all for joining me.